1: yes it is and welcome back thursday october 6 2022 i am seth Liebson. the other day a caller asked for my endorsements for this november's election this was of course post-primary and i tried to make the case that my endorsements are easy and have been for the past few elections and election cycles certainly in the general election anyone with an r after their name that is to say Anyone running as a Republican. I then tried to make the point that the notion of voting for the person and not the party is meaningless to me. And ultimately, I believe dangerous. Let's start in reverse with that point. If we're looking at the person or the person's character, short of something that I think would disqualify a candidate by law or in a primary, like the commission of a felony or the affiliation with a subversive organization, Personal character doesn't tell me much about what we're voting on and voting for with regard to public policy, which is the maintenance at its lowest and the preservation and salvation of our state or country at its highest. That's what we're voting for, either the destruction or the salvation and preservation of our community. It's pretty uncontroversial to admit that it is likely the most upright and personally moral integral man to ever sit in the Oval Office is Jimmy Carter. And yet he not only ruined a lot of lives through his policies, he presided over close to a dozen other countries falling into the dark night of communism. It's a little more controversial, but I think somewhat fair to say that Barack Obama was fairly personally morally integral as a man as well. And yet his policies, too, led to a lot of ruin, death, and destruction. It's interesting to me that such a personally inappropriate man, seemingly a very low character, Bill Clinton, is thought of today as a good president, whereby even Republicans wished he and his ilk represented the Democrats more than the crop that came after him. And to dig in a little deeper, I think most of us would not point to Donald Trump for moral instruction and exemplary character, but cannot dismiss that by any objective standard, he was a tremendously successful and good or great president. I'll debate that point all day long. So voting for the man and not the party leaves me cold. What about the man? Is he or she a friend? Is he or she of good character? Is he or she a moral exemplar? It tells us nothing of policy and how he or she will affect public policy or what they believe in at their core. Well, how do you dismiss every single Democrat wholesale in every waste, no matter where or for what, Seth? Because every single Democrat caucuses with and supports a party that tolerates and endows and supports actual self-declared socialists. There are at least six socialists self-admitted in federal office. The Democratic Party does not condemn them and, in fact, supports them, even in primaries where more moderate Democrats try to unseat them. There are well over 100 more self-declared socialists holding elected office under the Democratic Party banner throughout the country in state, and municipal and municipal offices if you want an idea of the direction of this wind when i was in college there were none not in dc and not anywhere in elected office with a possible exception of one commissioner in texas but the democratic party now is the party that hosts and has no pangs of conscience about hosting socialists within its party. In fact, they are not minor or marginal players in the party. They are key fundraisers and national voices for the Democratic Party, gracing the front covers of all the fancy and glossy magazines like Rolling Stone and GQ and Vanity Fair and Time. And it's not as if those socialists hide their true beliefs. After all, they will even tell you that we should defund the police and that breadlines, like higher gas prices are a good thing, a positive good. They are a positive good, not quite, but nearly as much as the Democratic Party of your spoke of slavery as a positive good. Their phrase, not mine. If you vote for Democrats, you are voting for a party that is called Republicans fascists. The current head of the DNC has done that twice this year. The Democratic president has called us semi-fascists. The current Democratic candidate for governor in Arizona has called us white nationalists and neo-Nazis. These are phrases to be used, folks, rarely in extremists and shows either a callous disregard for what fascism or white supremacy or Nazis is or are or will say and do anything by melding their views as to how they treat and believe in opposing points of view and democratic small D dissent, not to mention open and free discussion and debate. The idea that you can have bipartisanship or work across the aisle with a fascist or neo-Nazi is simply a starter and a statement against interest when you call your opposing party that has views no different than Ronald Reagan or Barry Goldwater in their heydays by the labels and names of the worst monsters in history. Monsters we went to war with. Monsters we have laws and even constitutional amendments against. If you vote for Democrats, you are voting for a party that turns a blind eye and a deaf ear toward rioting and even hosts and boasts of a vice president who encouraged such rioting and helped fund the bailing out of violent rioters. If you vote for Democrats, you are voting for a party that nominates judges and justices to the Supreme Court who will not answer the simplest of questions like what is a woman? If you vote for Democrats, you are voting for a party that supports efforts to encourage children to to physically change their biological sex and that supports concealing those efforts from their parents. If you vote for Democrats, you are voting for a party that believes 1776 was not our founding date and that slavery is our national ethos of origin and not freedom and equality. If you vote for Democrats, you are voting for a party that believes people should be judged for the most sublime positions. Privileges and immunities based on human beings, most crude characteristics like their race rather than their most refined and human characteristics like their ability and their morality. If you vote for Democrats, you are voting for a party that supports the legalization of dangerous drugs and the encouragement to try to use them safely. Rather than try to get help for addicts or support prevention so as to try to stop them from the enslavement of their souls and the destruction of their minds that such encouragement and use represents and activates. If you vote for Democrats, you are voting for a party that thinks it just fine to teach five-year-olds to think and act out sexually with age inappropriate appropriate lessons and behaviors. If you vote for Democrats, you are voting for a party that believes it okay for men to compete in women's sports. And at every age, for men to enter and use women's bathrooms and showers and locker rooms. If you vote for Democrats, you are voting for a party that wants to shovel hundreds of billions of dollars to the leading state sponsor of terrorism in this world. If you vote for Democrats, you are voting for a party that believes the world could use and should have another official carbon copy of Iran or Syria in Gaza and the West Bank, while stripping the rights and power of the United States' greatest ally in the Middle East, an ally that is as close to the United States in political and civil rights and freedom and foreign policy outlook as can possibly exist. If you vote for Democrats, you are voting for a party that wants to boycott travel and finances to that country. If you vote for Democrats, you are voting for a party that wants to take under God out of the Pledge of Allegiance and hosts organizations at their quadrennial national conventions, as well as speakers who are virulently and proudly anti-Jewish in their fulminations and public policy desires. If you vote for Democrats, you are voting for a party that wants to prohibit people based on race and religion from accessing public and private universities facilities. If you vote for Democrats, you are voting for a party that thinks segregated classes and graduation ceremonies are not only justifiable, but also positive goods. If you vote for Democrats, you are voting for a party that wants to secure other nations' borders with weapons, personnel, and taxpayer expense, but does not want to protect its own border. If you vote for Democrats, you are voting for a party that wants to strip First and Second Amendment rights from Americans, but wants to elevate beyond any limit. 4th, 5th, 6th, and 8th Amendment rights to violent criminals. If you vote for Democrats, you are voting for a party that believes states and municipalities can nullify federal laws. If you vote for Democrats, you are voting for a party that wants gates, fences, and armed security for itself in leafy and expensive suburbs, but does not want other Americans to have those same barriers and mechanisms of security and self-defense. If you vote for Democrats, you are voting for a party that wants to give and has given voting rights to non-citizens. If you vote for Democrats, you are voting for a party that believes American citizens must be mandated to take experimental vaccines multiple times to enter the country or for children to go to school or engage in social activities, even when children are not at noticeable risk for ill health or mortality from the very thing the experimental vaccine is meant to prevent or mitigate. If you vote for Democrats, you are voting for a party whose candidate for president will politicize and exploit the deaths of that very thing, a virus, saying his opponent is not qualified to lead or be in office with those deaths taking place on his watch. While that same candidate, once elected, will preside over a 150 percent more death from that very thing and with a year's experience and a vaccine to boot. If you vote for Democrats, you are voting for a party that believes it should pay people not to work and tax people to pay for the college education of others, not related or even known to them. If you vote for Democrats, you are voting for a party that wants to criminally prosecute people for political belief and service in an opposing party. If you vote for Democrats, you are voting for a party that tries to conceal the goings-on at school board meetings and curricula debates and discussions and will weaponize the FBI to put the fear of prosecution and surveillance onto those who want to exercise their First Amendment and federally protected and parental civil rights. If you vote for Democrats, you are voting for a party that believes it more patriotic to sit or kneel during the Pledge of Allegiance and National Anthem than to stand for them. If you vote for Democrats you're voting for a party that pushes to remove the Pledge of Allegiance from our schools and political conventions. If you vote for Democrats, you are voting for a party that believes life at seven and eight and nine months can be sliced to death, depending on the whim or choice of someone else. If you vote for Democrats, you are voting for a party that does not believe there is anything special or great or exceptional about America. So in the end, If you vote for Democrats, you are voting for a party that does not believe, as John Bingham, the author of the 14th Amendment, believed that we are one country with one Constitution and consisting of one people. So in the end, I hope you can see why I endorse anyone blanketly, not just with the letter R after their name, but oppose ab initio anyone with a D after their name. What amazes me is this is seen as controversial. But then again, what amazes me is more don't see this. And then again, I sit in amazement, realizing there is a party with a hell of a lot of support in this country that has no problem with anything I just mentioned. O tempore, o mores. I'm Seth Leibson, 602 Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. If you're worried about stock market volatility, especially with Joe Biden in office, I have an offer for you. What if you could invest in a portfolio with a strong fixed rate of return, no correlation to the stock market? If you're looking for such a unique investment opportunity, I'd like you to check out my friends and show sponsors, Y-Refi. They are offering a great investment, all in a secure, collateralized portfolio with an up to 10.25% return for investors. And your investment can be in a trust, an IRA, just as much as it can be an individual or joint investment. Y-Refi is a due diligence approved firm made up of really great guys who do really well by doing good for others. And you can be a part of that. Check them out at investyrefi.com. Investyrefi.com. Or give them a call at 855-316-3087. 316 3087 Never a sales pitch. They just like talking about what they do. And let it speak for itself. Holding down our Atlanta chapter is Keith. Hello, Keith.
2: How are you, Seth? I'm
1: well, sir. How are you?
2: I'm doing well. Um, Now, I actually have two comments, but I'm going to talk about the the leadership. You talked about that you're voting for the party and not the person. In a way, you are still voting for the person. There is no way a person with integrity would become a Democrat. Honestly, it's a dishonest party. It's out for the destruction of this country. They're out for the destruction of people as well. You look at major cities that have been run by Democrats, but all the misery that they, that they um, give to the people as well. And, and just they're just crooks. That's why uh, many elected officials they, they go into office as Democrats because they, they, uh, they money launder or whatever they do to, to line their pockets. There's no way Nancy Pelosi became as wealthy as she did on her brilliance. She knew how to work the schemes, and she gets away with it because she's a Democrat. If she were a Republican, she would have been ousted by the media. That's – first of all, that, so that's where you go. The, if you're a Democrat, you already have uh, compromised integrity. The only now, the thing,
1: only uh, d- slight disagreement I have with you, Keith, I think on that point is you said um, – and you maybe you'll agree with me the way I phrase it. Maybe you won't um, – is when you said if you're a person of integrity – you really just can't be a Democrat. And the problem with that is um, I, 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 I think we confuse personal and public integrity uh, for one. But the other thing is, you know, Democrats define integrity differently than we do, uh, just as they f- define good and bad differently than we do. So I, I was just trying to point out the policies that that party supports. Um, I, you know, I, I know Democrats uh, I know Democrats who have a lot of integrity personally. I would never want them uh, in office. I would never want them uh, as a uh, public official. Does that make sense?
2: No, because you still – because the party is like – would you say a person could have um, integrity and join the Ku Klux Klan? No. I mean this no, the same thing. No, you, no, no, I wouldn't.
1: I wouldn't say that. But I would say that someone – I would say – hold on a second. I would say – that uh, my dad uh, a World War II vet had more integrity uh in his little finger than all the people I've met since I was born and uh and yet I would not want to vote for him if he were running for governor senator president or congressman
2: okay but w- what i'm saying is joining the democrat party is like you you compromise yourself to to go in this class with this class of people it you just you wouldn't want to be a member of this group. Now, getting to the the you gave a whole laundry list of things. If you vote for a Democrat party, you're doing this, you vote for a Democrat you it's because of this and so forth. Now, for people who vote Democrat, yes, because they they get certain tax breaks or whatever. But there's also the dependent people. That's another group. But a lot of people that the Republicans don't uh, ever nail down and but the Democrats fully do understand. And this is a sad thing. This is a good group of uh, Democrats, and this is why Joe Biden's numbers don't ever get below 35 percent. A good portion of Americans, they hate this country, and and they vote Democrat because they know the Democrat Party will destroy this country and ruin it for people who achieve. See, I think you're putting your
1: finger on something I'm trying to get at. You may be doing it better than me. When they talk about fundamental transformation or when they talk about Build Back Better— their qualifiers uh, transform better. They have a different definition of us than we yeah. do. They're, they're, no. let, me, let me take a commercial break. I'll, I'll, I'll pick up on this with you when we come back, Keith, if you want to stay on this. We, we are using the same terms, we and the Democrats, integrity, better, good, evil, but we mean different things. So while you and I believe that they want to destroy the country, they believe that what they are doing is making it a better country. Um, and that's why I'm talking about what their policies actually instantiate. We can we can talk about it more in a moment. I'm Seth Leibson. Anyone else want to join in? 602 We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Seth Lipsen Show. Keith in Atlanta and I are talking a little bit about character and integrity in the parties. Keith, go ahead. Uh, uh, go ahead and um, ma- 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 make a responsive point or an- any other point you want to make on this uh, as we were ta- talking about it in the last segment.
2: Okay. And a good portion of the people who vote Democrat are people who outright want to ruin the country for everybody else. You say that they have a different point of view of what utopia or what a good country is and to transform it no they want to ruin it for everybody and here's what i what i call them they're call, they're really the sewer dwellers instead of getting up and working hard and possibly getting out of the sewer and cleaning themselves up and getting to the third level on in in, in a high rise they're jealous of the people <clears throat> pardon me They're jealous of the people who work and put in a a, a good effort and get up to the seventh floor. So instead of uh, getting out of the sewer, they'd be happy to destroy the building so everybody else in society uh, dwells in the sewer with them except the elitists like Soros and so forth. That's what I'm talking about. That's a big psychological thing that goes goes on with the democrat party and they know the, dem- the democrats the politicians pander to these people and let them know that hey we're going to help uh, achieve this for you we, we're going to get revenge on people in society we're going to help ruin it for them we're going to tax these people the people who vote democrat know that they're not going to tax the wealthy it's code word when they say we're going to make the wealthy people pay their fair share of taxes no it's going to be the middle income people to get destroyed to pander to the to the people who are the dependent class. Would you be willing and I, and I, to
1: admit, would you be willing to say, though, that there are people who vote Democrat who don't know what you know about these policies, Keith? So, for example, yes. yeah, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, they're are a bunch of ignorant people too. They well, don't really. Well, there's a lot of people that are dependent. That they don't might be, but they is.
1: might not know it. I mean, what do you? What they might not be studied on issues of crime and welfare. They might hear someone say because they're not political animals in the sense that you and I are. Let's say they might hear on the radio, not this show, but they might hear on another radio show, or they might hear on cable news that the best thing you can do for the chronically homeless is to give them more affordable housing, and the worst thing you can do is to uh, try and treat them against their will. They might think that's compassion. That would be an unstudied view of it, but it doesn't make them uh, uh, evil uh, from the get-go, does it?
2: No, but those, those are the useful idiots. So there's, that's a small group of the uh, – well, many of them are useful idiots. But I, I'm telling you, Seth, there's a large portion of people who are Democrats that are angry because they, they did not achieve in life. Maybe they didn't pay attention to their education, they don't have a work ethic, and they vote Democrat because they know the Democrat Party is going to ruin it for people who, who want to achieve. It's an anger towards. It's not an anger just you're not, towards the government. You're America. not willing
1: to say that they just have a different view and ideology right. of what is good.
2: No, they purposely know that the, that the Democrat Party is a party of revenge against people who want to achieve and become live their lives independent of the government. They want to ruin it for everybody else because they're angry that their lives are. Miserable how
1: many? How it. many? Like here, let me ask you this this way: How many people do you think who vote Democrat? How many people who vote Democrat do you think know about the argument and the debate of sex changing in schools?
2: I I don't know because I really have to admit I, I bet a lot don't.
1: I'm willing to wager yeah, a lot have don't. no clue and they have no clue because they don't listen to the talk radio and they don't read Christopher Rufo.
2: Yeah, but but um, real quick before, before and I, I leave. bet a lot
1: of them think that if they heard some psychologist or psychiatrist or social worker or some such on an NPR or on PBS saying that we have a lot of these children that are very confused and very mentally disturbed and we're here only trying to help them, I bet you have a lot of people that haven't given it a lot of thought and say, yeah, it makes sense, and they move on. But I'm not willing to yet say they're evil. I'm willing to say they're unstudied in the issue or ill-informed, perhaps. uh, See, I think think we're close to the same point of view. What distinguishes it uh, between us, Keith, I think, I think, is that you're assuming everyone who votes for Democrats knows that list that I just gave. And I'm assuming they don't. I'm assuming a lot of people who vote Democrat have no clue as to what conservatives stand for or what the conservative argument is to the liberal pabulum you get from experts on CNN and that they – because they own the field, if you will, or they run the field, 80 percent of it anyway, that, that, that there's a propaganda out there that draws people in because it sounds nice to appease – And it doesn't sound nice to not appease. That's, I think, where our difference may be. Anyway, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show portions of which are brought to you by Balance of Nature. I take it every single day. One daily dose gives you a blend of 16 whole fruits and 15 whole vegetables. It'll boost your energy. It'll boost your immunity, it'll boost your health, and it won't take you weeks to know that it's working. Maybe not even days, you are surging that pure, potent plant power right into your system with just those one dose of daily capsules that, if you don't like swallowing, by the way, are designed to easily open and sprinkle into food or drink. Balanceofnature.com. Make sure to use discount code BALANCE. Doug is in Carefree. Hello, Doug.
2: Hi, Seth. Uh- great show um i really liked what you said earlier about your your list of uh issues that you know democrats uh are for and we should be against. thank Um, you i'd like to add to what keith was saying did i hear right that he was from atlanta
1: yes sir and lives in atlanta yeah Mm
2: -hmm. yeah um um so basically, it's not just the dependent class or the politicians, you know, that uh, have an axe to grind. It, it's also um, a lot of people that have used the system and because of their hubris, the system chewed them up and spit them out. And now they have become these ardent uh Crohn's in old age, using the Democrat Party to exact revenge. And um, I have a personal story, if you'll indulge me for about two minutes. Go ahead. My, my father-in-law, an anesthesiologist, made millions of dollars over his career, um, but he completed his, his acumen in intelligence and intelligence in anesthesiology and thought he was a world-class investor, and he lost it all to the point where he's now dependent on two of his seven children to support him in his dotage. And, but he's, he's vehemently anti conservative, anti U S to the point where he claims to be a uh, Chinese communist, you know, and he's, he's a whiter dude than I am, you know, Scandinavian, et cetera. So, so, um, Leftism is a mental disorder. And then you've got Soros, a person that uses his money to crush, you know, the average person yearning to be free and self-governed as sovereign. Um, and you've got Bloomberg, and you've got Paul Allen, and you've got Bill Gates, who has appointed himself to be the arbiter of what is good and right and health and... Uh, you know, but buys up all the farmland to what end? To to create food scarcity? To I don't know. I mean, but he, he, he he's the number one landowner in Arizona as far as farmland is concerned. And so my father-in-law, now ex-father-in-law, uh, he he used capitalism to enrich himself, but when he was smart as a as a doc and dumb as a investor, he doesn't take personal responsibility. You know, he he throws it on to this nameless, faceless. You know, capitalism screwed me over. No, <laughs> you were dumb. You know, and you know, first iteration was Pinnacle West. You know, he got hammered by Pinnacle West, and but he didn't learn the lesson. No, no and this is a man that invested in real estate and made millions off real estate. And he, he has none of it to the point where he, two of his seven children, one of my ex-wife supports him, you know, I mean, he still lives a a nice life. He has a cabin up in, you know, up on the rim and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, or capitalism is the, is the evil of all evils. And America is, you know, racist to its core. And, you know, this is the normal clap trap pablum that a leftist is going to throw at you, but he sure was happy to make that money back in the day so, so I, I
1: take the point down. i think yeah I, I, I see what you 're saying um, and and there 's a, a, a strong level of obvious hypocrisy here self-dealing and self dealing and self serving and selfishness one might say if, I, if you, if, if, if you, if you don 't take it as an insult to your um, to your dad. But here's, I think, where the crux of the disagreement I was having with Keith is. um, Let's 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 use George Soros for a moment as an example. Uh, Or we could use any of them, any of them. Uh, Barack Obama, if you want, or, uh, you know, uh, Nancy Pelosi. Do you think honest, honest answer, Doug, honest question, do you think when they wake up, in the morning, they say, how can I do evil today? Or do you think they say something more like, how can I engage in the reform I want today?
2: Um, honestly, I think they wake up saying, how can I screw people over and enrich myself today? And yes, so basically, how can I do evil? Today?
1: Do you think Soros is looking to enrich himself?
2: Oh, this is a guy at 14 off sending people to, you know, Soros is a Jew. His parents were self-hating Jews. He hated Jewry, Jewry and Judaism, and, and 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 he was interviewed by, I can't remember the guy from 60 Minutes. Steve Croft. And he had this, yeah, Steve Croft he had this big grin on his face saying it was the best time of his life when he was helping the Nazis take the property of Jews and sending them off to the camps. And so, yeah, yeah, he... He he's evil. You know, he, he listens to a philosopher called Karl Popper, and Popper basically is collectivist, you know, and and yeah. Solis is trying to figure out because it's not just for All him. Right. All it's right. but, hold,
1: but but let me let me let me try this with you. Let me try it this way. I'm gonna guess generally you're not gonna judge someone by what they do at fourteen as defining of their character or their moral outlook. Generally uh, you would.
2: I'm sorry, wouldn't. I am. You I are. am. Okay. If if, if if you murder someone at fourteen, you're evil. Okay. Now, if you're defending your own life, that's one thing. But if you're just out gang banging and you kill someone at fourteen, I'm sorry. Someone a who lives in a,
1: someone who lives in a Nazi country you're, and and is doing their best to survive at age fourteen, you're going to call evil.
2: Yes, okay. absolutely. Okay. Um, absolutely. He okay. knew what he was doing. He he. he Okay, he he went into business. All I can say is,
1: Doug, all I can say is, you know, I didn't live in a Nazi regime and I did a lot of things at 14. I would not want you to judge me by today. I'll tell you that right now. I am not that man.
2: But, Seth, you did not go out of your way to partner with a Nazi
1: who knew you were a Jew? I didn't go out of my way, but I don't think if he, I don't think he went out of his way to do it either. I think they were trying to survive. I, I, it's hard for me to be in a position to try and defend the action. I'm just trying to say, I think at a point, once you're worth fifty billion dollars, there's got to be another motive other than self enrichment. He wasn't worth a hundred dollars when he was fourteen, but I, I, you know, I think once I'm just saying there's got to be another motive, and and I think I think we err by not taking on what it is that they stand for and trying to apply our standard of definition of evil and good as the same as theirs. I think, you know, it's the defi- it's the argument over uh, who's what 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 is liberty, the wolf who desires to eat the lamb or the lamb who desires to live. Which one is the better argument for liberty? Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show, 602 We've opened up a really interesting conversation here, which I'm going to carry over to the next hour a little bit. If you want to stay, those of you on hold that are on hold, if I don't get to you in this hour before the top of the hour news break, please stay. I see you all, and I will get to you all. I'm just taking your calls in order. Clark in surprise. Hello, Clark.
3: Yeah, hi, Seth. Um, I've called before. It's been a while. I've been trying to use two ears and one mouth lately so but i i just have to pretty much agree with with keith um there is good and there is evil and we really have to you can I, agree
1: with me and, on that point too
3: oh no i do okay <laughs> all right just slight you there at all. that's all right that's um, all right i it, believe in
1: good and evil too I just believe that we have different terms for what they constitute, and we need a great relearning, to quote Tom Wolfe.
3: Yeah, there's, uh, you know, my point basically is that the people that, even if they have a a cursory knowledge of what's going on with the, uh, uh, you know, pre-adolescent sex change stuff, or the... uh, stuff is going on in school yeah right where they're hyper sexualizing yep. children yep uh, uh, i guess i have to believe that's just pure evil. i i'm um, with you
1: on that clark i'm with you on that i'm making a slightly uh uh parenthetical point on it which is this i don't think people do know what's going on in schools generally look how many conservatives didn't know until about a year and a half ago I don't think they do know. And I think what they hear is schools are starved of money. We need to give teachers who work hard more money lest we lose good teachers. And that uh, those who want to um, that want to take away money from the to, from the public schools to enrich other options are draining the um, are draining the human capital that has made this country great. I think a lot of people think that way. And that's, wow. that's just because mostly they're ill-informed.
3: Well, then I guess I they think, fall into I the think, category of, of useful idiot, you know? So Well, sure, uh, sure,
1: sure, sure. But are you going to win them over by calling them an idiot, or are you going to win them over by giving them an article by Chris Ruffo? I,
3: well, I guess I'd uh, rather uh, attract... Uh, and with yeah,
1: there's my Lincoln. There you are, Clark. <laughs> there it is. Now, there is a time for honey and there is a time for acid um, in the verbiage, if you will, Clark, I think. Uh, and for those that do know what they're doing and that do know this issue, I will um, I will use every uh, piece of language that you used in our moral vocabulary in denouncing them. I just think a lot of people come up um through society not knowing any of this i'll give you an example real quickly as i go to break and stay on hold if you're uh, still interested in this topic because we'll pursue it how many people do you know think that january 6th was an armed insurrection it simply wasn't and it takes something to unwind that doesn't it okay we'll be right back